Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on this glorious, glorious Tuesday evening. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and he is greatly to be praised on this Tuesday night and y'all I, I, I am really excited I'm really excited to be alive and to be in my right mind and my right mind is living for God having having a mind to live for Christ and to be holy that's my right mind and I thank the Lord for glory to God and so on this tell it like it is Tuesday y'all know I'm gonna bring it and tell it like it is and so this has been very heavy on my heart because I'm like Lord have mercy my heart is that people will be saved but is so much hypocrisy going on. It's like so much form of godliness going on that the people that some people that really is crying out to be saved, it's like a hindrance to them because they're professing to be saved, but they're living another life. And it's like, oh my God, Lord, I, I, I'm really praying that my light was so shine that men may see my good works and glorify God that is in heaven because I'm like, this is ridiculous. People are saying that they are saved and be like, it don't take all that. Like, and yes, it takes all that. Like, it's only one heaven, one heaven and one hell. It don't matter what religion we claim to be, what if we claim to be saved or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your preacher is preaching something else that is not in the bible if you didn't come the bible way if you did not totally surrender your life to god and do the will of god you will lift up your eyes in hell in hell so i'm like ain't no way i don't lord and god said in the last day that that this form of godliness will be prevalent and it is it's it's like what people like again it don't take all of that uh we we do it this way over here it don't matter about what you do over here what you do over here in this church it don't matter if what you're doing in your church building is not lining up to the holy scriptures you are in error you are you are being used by the spirit of error and not the spirit of truth because if what you talking about you got don't work on the outside of the church and you still live in the same lifestyle as and before you were saved what was you saved from i'm just trying to understand but anyway, y'all, my topic, oh my gosh, my topic on tonight is God's righteousness, God's righteousness over just churchy culture, God's righteousness over just churchy culture, not the church, don't get mixed up, over the just churchy culture, because God's righteousness is right standing with God, the, the righteousness that comes from God. Now, this just churchy culture is what I was just explaining before. They come to church, the church building. Let me stop saying the church because the church is a, is people. Body of baptized believers in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And so the just churchy folk come to the church building, hear a sermon, 
dance and prance up and down out they choreograph dances some be doing some type of praise dance to entertain and just come church but when you see them on the outside you be like omg is she saved or not omg is he saved or not they fit in with the regular culture with the worldly culture so hmm do you not think that people that are part of God's righteousness, do you not think that they're supposed to look different, talk different, be different? Yes, God always wanted his people to be distinct. Go back in Bible times. He always wanted his people to stand out. No, I don't wear a big cross. Like you see, right? I don't have cross. I don't have saint. With the cross, I don't have holy. And sometimes I do like to wear shirts that say, you know, like holy, a pistol of Christ and things. I wear shirts like that sometimes. It's not wrong with that. But I don't, I don't have to wear that every day. But you can clearly see a difference in me and somebody that is unsaved. And that is supposed to be for male as well as female. But when you look out in the world, you're like, what is this? Because people that claim to be saved doing the same things, going to the same functions, looking the same way as people that are in the world and don't even know about God. This is the just churchy culture we living in. God, God don't change. God do not change. So when people, no, it's no new thing going on. If your pastor is not standing for holiness and righteousness, they are in error and you are in error for following them. When you get to the judgment seat of Christ, you're going to hell too. So it, it don't matter. It don't matter. We got to make sure our lives is lining up with the only scriptures and we are found having God's righteousness, which again is found in the Holy scriptures, which, which if we have the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth, it's going to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so we got to make sure that we're not a part of this just church culture that loves to go to the church building, hold church positions, feel good about themselves, but yet they ain't saved. But yet they're not living a life for Christ on the outside of the church building. We're going to talk about this on tonight. Now, in Romans 10, 1 through 4, it says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is, is that they might be saved. That's my prayer on here. That is my prayer on here. So it's like, I pray that the church will be saved and the church will be saved. I pray that those that are claiming to be holy will be saved. But what's going on in a lot of church buildings today? For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. They have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Not according to knowledge. Not according to knowledge. They got their own thing going on. They done made up their own God. They say they serve the true God, but they not because they life do not line up with the Holy Scriptures. Their life do not line up to what God is telling his people. It don't. They're not walking in the spirit. So I'm just trying to figure out like how. So no, not they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant, they don't know. 
for they've been ignorant of God's righteousness and gone about to establish their own righteousness. Y'all know this is happening today, but they've been ignorant of God's righteousness. Why don't we study the word of God and make sure that we line up with Holy Scriptures? Why don't we pray to God to ask him to reveal to us what is he saying in his word? Why don't we do that instead of making up this God, this God that's okay if you sin a little? This God that is okay if, oh, okay, I'm not killing nobody, but I'm getting high, so I'm, but I'm okay. No, you're not okay because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So no, you're not okay. Anyway, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. This is what is the sign of the just churchy culture. They are going about establishing their own righteousness. Their own righteousness. Because again, what they say, what they do, do not line up to the Holy Bible. It don't. It don't even line up to God's character at all. So we're going to go on for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. Again, they make it up their own stuff. They don't even know. They don't know about God's righteousness because they're not reading the word. They don't have the Holy Ghost to even be able to discern truth and error. So they're going, they're ignorant of God's righteousness. And it's not that you have to continue to be ignorant of God's righteousness. Again, if we ask God to reveal his word to us, he will. If we go to the church building, the holy church building and, and receive a word from the Lord from a preacher, a holiness preacher, Pentecost preacher, then we will know, hey, this is how I'm supposed to live my life. And that preacher, because if I say, how can they hear without a preacher? So you got these people that be like, I can be saved at home. I don't have to come. I don't have to come here, preacher. Yes, you do. Because some, some of the Bible, you may be able to interpret for yourself, but some of it, God have an order. That's why I said, how can you hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he be sent? That's why I'm saying you need to make sure that the preacher you hearing has the Holy Ghost and is living a holy life and is coming. His messages are coming from the Holy Scriptures. We're going to go on for again. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They haven't came under control of the righteousness of God. Because they want to do their own thing. They want to do their own thing. They want to come to church and be like, oh, I went to church out of tradition. I got some good knowledge. You know, I did get something. But you know what? I'm not going to surrender my whole life to God. I'm not going to live totally for God. I, I'm just going to follow some of these, you know, some of these uh, good morals they're talking about. But I'm not going to follow uh, all of this. That's too much. It don't take all that. And it's going to take all that and some more. So these people is going around establishing their own righteousness. You see so many church that so many churches on all the corners, not well, that might be over exaggeration, but on a lot of corners, 
all these churches preaching falsehood, teaching falsehood, and you know what? It's catering to people's prefaces. Say, so, oh, oh, I picked this one because this one, you know, I know I can still do this and claim to be saved. I can still do this and still have a church position. I can still do this. So yeah, yeah, I want to go to that church right there. But see, there's only one church. The Bible said God, God is coming back for a holy church. The, the church can't have spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So when people try to go around the scripture, what's going to happen is they're going to find themselves lifting their eyes up in hell. You can't get around the scripture. You can't find loopholes. And see, that type of person don't really want to be saved. Because the worst thing that really want to be saved is like, Lord, what do you require of me? What do I have to let go to follow you? If any man come at Christ, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow Christ. And so a lot of that's why a lot of churches is 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 popping up because see these churches is not telling you about denying yourself. It's like you can still have the pleasures of this world, ching ching at the casino, get high. Shake your behind up in parties and clubs. Twerking your behind up in parties and clubs. You can still do all that. But yeah, yeah, you still can come to church and claim to be saved. That's why these other churches is full. That's why a lot of you got all these different kinds of churches. Because it's catering to what you want to do. Then you got the self-righteous people. So they be like, they doing good works. They doing good works. But they don't want to receive the Holy Ghost. They don't receive God's spirit in their life. So they still not pleasing to God. Because we got, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but they still not pleasing to God because they still haven't surrendered their life totally to God. They still caught up in their self-righteousness. They don't believe God. Because when you believe God, you're going to do all of his word. See, the Bible says even the demons believe and tremble. So you know better than a demon if all you do is believe in God. Where is your lifestyle? Did you receive the Holy Ghost since you believed? So, in some part, be like, I ain't even heard about this Holy Ghost. Well, let me tell y'all. See, it's okay. If you don't know about it, the Holy Ghost's will is just God's spirit in you, and he wants to fill you with his spirit so you can have an intimate relationship with him. Hit me up on Messenger if you want to know more. Because if you don't know about it, this is your this is your uh, wake-up call on tonight. But there's people that is comfortable with coming to church Holding church positions and not being filled with the Holy Ghost and not walking in holiness. None of our rights, our righteousness is as filthy rags to God. Filthy rags to God. We got to come to God and ask him to clean us and wash us and fill us with his spirit. Because anything I do is not good enough for God. If I don't have a relationship with it, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. So this is the call, this just churchy culture establishing their own righteousness, own righteousness. They haven't submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That's Romans 10, 1 through 4. Now, there is a generation. This is the generation. For there's a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness oh my gosh y'all know this is this generation there's a generation that are pure in their own eyes 
and yet is not washed from their filthiness. Proverbs 30 and 12. See, because this is what I don't understand. I do and I don't. Why would one want to come to church, the church building, and just think they're okay? Think you purr. And, and you're sleeping around with people that's not your husband. How can you think you are pure and you just shake your booty up in a Mary J. Blige or Beyonce concert? Can you please explain to me how did you think that you are pure? You're not. You need God to come into your life and save you for real. We stop fooling ourselves. God is not taking part of us. God wants all of us is all or nothing. Either he's going to be Lord of our life or he's Lord at all. He's not Lord at all. Lord of our life or not Lord at all in our life. So we got to come to, hey, you can't be pure in your own eyes. Because none of us came here saved. All of us was born in sin. None of us came here saved. So for any one of us to think that we're okay, even these so-called religious folks, whoo, these people that even grew up, grew up don't mean you holy but you grew up in holiness you grew up in pentecostal you know what to say you know how to say it you know when to do certain stuff you know when not to do certain stuff do you really think that you okay but you live a wretched life in the world you're not okay and you're filthy and you need to be washed from your filthiness because i'm still trying to understand how people how how you're going to be playing on music directing a choir holding any other church position and you are homosexual and you are bisexual ask god to clean you from your filthiness wash you from your filthiness and be saved see this is the just churchy culture they say oh don't judge me what the bible is judging you because you know homosexual is going to inherit the kingdom of god bisexual homosexual you're not inheriting the kingdom of god sleeping with somebody that's not your husband you're not inheriting the kingdom of god so why do you want to play on the holy sacred instruments of god why do you want to direct a choir why do you want to sing why do you want to preach why do you want to teach why do you want to prophesy if you are not washed from your filthiness god is not pleased and the Bible said, you're going to say, Lord, Lord, I did all of this stuff in your name. Don't die. Don't die, you see. Because when you meet Christ, Lord, Lord, I done all this in your name. That's what you're going to say. But he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. So, hey, the people's like, ooh, that child can sing. Ooh, that boy can play. Ooh, that man can preach. But you were still in your filthiness. Depart from me. I never knew you. Because you didn't take the time to get a relationship with God for yourself. Come on now. How are you going to bring somebody in the presence of God and you ain't even the presence of God? Why is you even on a praise team? You're not in the praise. You're not in the presence of God before you get to church. You ain't even in the presence of God after because personally, you're not consecrated before God. But yet you think that you are pure. You know why I think pure? Because people pushing you up. I don't care. People can push you up all they want to. But God is saying you filthy in my eyes. But if you come to me and repent, I will wash you and I will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So I'm trying to figure out why do people, why are we, not we, why are people comfortable when we come to the church building still in sin and not wanting to be delivered from it? So it's a problem. See, that's what, and it's, it's a lot of times it's from leadership. 
But I thank God for my pastor because, y'all, when I was in sin 15 plus years ago, when I came up in a church and no church positions when I was in sin because he didn't play that. And I didn't want a church position because I'm like, I'm not worthy. Why do people... Why do people think that they are worthy to be in a church position and they still actively practice sin? Could you please explain this? Because I'm like, Lord, I, I, it stirs me up. And God said that this form of kindliness will happen. So I'm like praying, like, Lord, open their eyes up. Don't let them be comfortable. And see, this is why a lot of times, let me tell you, people that claim to be saved, they don't even want to follow me. And if they do follow me, they have nothing to say because either they're in mess or the people that they friends is in mess. And so they're like, oh, no. And guess what? If they be ashamed of Christ on this earth, God's going to be ashamed of them and they going to hell. So it's like, wait a minute. The things... The things you live in a holy life, some saying live in a holy life, but they're afraid to stand up for what's right because it's in their family or it's in their so-called circle. So they don't want to say nothing in the public. Oh, uh, no. It's wrong. It's wrong for me. It's wrong for your brother. It's wrong for your sister. It's wrong for Aunt Susie, Grandma Betty. If it's wrong, according to the word of God, it's just wrong. And we as saints of God got to stand up together. What I see is the world standing up together, y'all the world but the so-called church folk on controversial issue they got their mouth shut and can't say nothing and the people that are standing up holiness and righteousness against this against this evil these evil laws that's being passed this evilness and hypocrisy that's in the world do you know they want to talk about them and try to hush their mouth up but guess what god oh god called me out of sin to be a spokesperson for him glory to god and i'm gonna represent god to the fullness if i have to do it by myself but god oh god come me hey 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 my holy ghost filled partner is coming and we oh we gonna tear the kingdom of satan up oh we gonna tear the kingdom of satan. he's coming he's coming glory to god and he's gonna be unashamed just like me in your face devil you thought but we're gonna go on so i'm gonna tell y'all this this just churchy culture again is ignorant of god's righteousness and they're going about to establish their own righteousness and again because they have pastors and preachers over them that shouldn't even be in position that's not even called by god that, that that's not even called by god it's, it, it's in the word. I mean, it's so many things like in the word of God. If if the Bible, please show me anywhere in the Bible you see a woman pastor. See, that's an error. It demasculates the man because we as women are supposed to submit to a man. So please tell me how, how we submit to a man if a woman is empowered as a pastor. No, that man is submitting to you because you empower as a pastor over men. You out of order and it's not even biblical. It's no woman pastor in the Bible. See, they're going about establishing their own righteousness and they start these churches. You got women, you got men following women, and all of them is in error. They can't, they're not even interpreting the scriptures correctly because they ain't even Holy Ghost filled. That some of them is not even Holy Ghost filled. But a lot, some things is just happening in error. And we got to open our eyes to see that it's in error because God never said that this was so. We got to follow the world. We can't make up things and just, just place people in positions. No, God God has an order. And a man is supposed to be the head in the church and in the home. 
We got to get back to Bible basics. We got to get back to what the Bible say completely. So we can't go about and establish our own righteousness. And we can't be a generation that's pure in our own eyes. We have to ask God to purify us because I understand growing up around holiness. I look, I mean, I thought, I was like, oh, yes, like I'm a good girl and everything. And whoo, the devil, when I got to the college, the devil tore me up. Because it's like, I'm in like this world where, hey, you know, nothing about me. Yeah, I, I grew up in holiness. And so I'm just this church girl, you know. But no, I had to submit my life to God in order for the power to be activated in my life. So that self-righteousness, that attitude is not going to work with God. It's not going to work. I don't care if you grew up in a church or not. Are you saved today? Are you Holy Ghost filled today? Are you walking in the precepts of God? Are you obeying the Holy Word of God? Are you walking in spirit? That's the question you ask them. Now, is my mama saved? Is my daddy saved? No. Do you believe God for yourself? Do you have a personal, intimate relationship with God for yourself again where you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you? Or do you see clear evidence that you are walking in holiness every day? Okay, we're going to go on. So it's a generation that's putting their own eyes. They think they're okay. But they're not. They, and yet, it's not washed from their filthiness. Yet, because your heart is dirty. Even if you're not out there, doing, you got bitterness in that heart. You got strife in that heart. You got envy in that heart. You got gossiping in that heart. You got murder. And you're only, murder is not just murdering somebody, like killing it by. It, it, it's their reputation, killing their character, running your mouth about what you don't even know, or running your, ooh, I'm telling you, people can dress up all they want to and come to the church building, but I'm like, ooh, I can feel these nasty spirits, they look, they look nice, they look the part, they even be saying, saying something that's right, but the Bible say, hey, hey, you know what, do what they say, but don't do as they do, their works is evil. They dress up the outside, but their heart ain't right. And so I'm telling y'all, they're not yet washed from their filthiness. Hatred and business, strife and unforgiveness and gossip. And all that. You're not yet washed from your filthiness. So you don't have to be out there <coughs> clubbing, lying, stealing, and cheating. If your heart is nasty, how you treat people is just nasty. And don't get that confused with telling the truth because people didn't got that messed up. We got these soft sugar people. God never told us to tolerate sin. He told us to do speak truth and love. And so when I'm on here, it is not about hate. It's because I love y'all and a hypocrite. Hey, listen, God said he wants you out on cold. And so you're not going to make it in the pearly gates like... I'm on here to persuade you. By knowing the terror of the Lord scripture, we persuade men. I'm trying to persuade you to stop being a hypocrite and be real. Be real with God. Give him your whole life or just go freely to hell. Stop professing to be saved. Stop professing to be holy. Stop on uh, church positions. Do your thing. You might as well go on a hee-haw trip to hell. Like, why are you going to hell in a cramp? Hey, do whatever you want, however you want, <coughs> but stop deceiving these people because I'm telling you, it's a time, a time is going to come. Ooh, Lord, I tell y'all, it's terrible. 
it's terrible. Excuse me. It's a it, it it's a reckoning day coming. And y'all, that was Proverbs thirty twelve talking about there is a generation that are purring their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. Um, y'all, it really it's it's just a shame and it's form of godliness. I'm telling you, this form of godliness, this is what it is. It's taking over. This, the form of godliness is the just churchy culture. Okay? The form of godliness. Still go to the church building, but live a worldly lifestyle. Still listening to toxic worldly music. Could you please explain to me how you listening to Lil Baby the Baby or whoever, NBA Young Boy, how do I know these? No of these people because my students are young and they be telling me and I be seeing them listening. I don't listen to this guy. So please tell me how you claim to be saved, hold on feel, but you still listen to these men that's cursing, talking about the wrong things, and you saved. But what? And the Bible said what sort of things are true lovely and all this. And Philippians is telling you what to think on. You telling me you thinking on the right things when you got this nasty, toxic music playing in your ears. You're not. You're not. So we got to watch. We can't say that we love God and we say and we still listen to this worldly toxic music. Beyonce, really? But you say though? That girl is demonically influenced. Her lyrics is the way she looked, the way she carried herself. Demonically influenced, but yet you call yourself saved and still listening to Beyonce. Please make it make sense. All these artists, it's a form of godliness. You're not godly. You're worldly. And God is not pleased. You know, you either love God or you love the world. Because if I say, if the love of the world, if the love of the world is in you, you're not of your father. Mm -mm. No, you're not of your father. God, maybe the devil, but not of God. We're going to go on. Still, I mentioned that. Going to the church building, but still going to these worldly, when I say worldly concerts again, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, all these other toxic rappers, Kevin Gates and all of them. Oh, okay. Cursing, saying all this other stuff. And just, ooh, so perverted though. But you say you're not. Stop fooling yourself. <coughs> okay? <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. <coughs> Still dressing like the world. The Bible says be modest. So you think just because you ain't in a church building, you can wear your breast out. And I'm, I'm trying to tell you people that's still going to the church building. And I'm not talking about nobody that ain't saved. I'm talking about these people that claim to be saved and go feel. You still, listen, if you ain't saved, listen to me. If you're not saved, we are not turning you away from what you have on. No. I'm talking about these people that have been saved, saved, saved. They say they've been saved for some time now. And hold on, feel. But still, you going up in the church building with your breasts, hang, I mean, all of this. Cleavage showing, breasts and nipple, everything showing. Your behind, the whole curve of your behind showing. And I'm talking about because you got on something so tight. So tight. And a lot of times you can't see the underwear because it's thongs and G-strings going on. So, of course, we don't see your underwear. But I'm talking about it's so tight, you can't even hardly move. And you can see the whole entire shape of your behind. It's nasty. Then you're short. Your dress is so short, it's all the way up to your thighs. 
So please understand that this is a form of godliness and it's not the power being activated in your life. Because where's the change? That's how you dress when you was in the world. There's no change. So there's no salvation that is happening for you or have happened. You didn't receive salvation because you're still the same. If, if you're going to be saved, your whole life supposed to be changed and transformed. Not just a piece, but your whole life. Okay, we're going to go on. Because this is a shame. Still cursing? I mean, cursing. Like somebody make you upset and you didn't curse them out. What? But you a child of God, but you saved? But, and then you make excuses for it? Now, I can understand you a baby cry. You just got saved. Like, ooh, it came out. But you fluently cursing somebody out. What? And then you don't feel bad? What? And then say, don't judge me. And then say, God up my heart. What? Yes, he do. It's filthy. You need to ask God to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay. Still hating? Still hating people of the other race? Still hating people that didn't wrong you when the Bible says to bless and love? But you still hating? Form of godliness. Okay. Still, like I said this before, still practicing habitually having sex before marriage, habitually. Still committing adultery, habitually. It's a form of godliness. I don't care if somebody that claimed to be a preacher is doing it. It's wrong. And God will get them as well. They will not go to heaven if they don't get their life right. It's still wrong. And I would not dare sit under no pastor that sleeping around with the women in church will not a pastor that I know that's cussing a pastor that I know is going to worldly concert no I'm not following no man of God that they probably are not called by God I can't make that distinction because I don't know everybody but you got to try the spirit and see if it's a God see if that spirit is of God and if that spirit is not subject to the word God, it's not of God. And you need to get out of there. I don't care what they claim to be. So we're going to go on. Now, this is a big one. Still marrying and remarrying. And see, singles, this is why I be telling y'all. You need to not be in a hurry to get married. Because once you marry, that's the death do you part. But now you got bishops. Lord, help me. Bishops. People in high positions getting a second wife. God is not pleased with this. The Bible is against this. And it's promote and the Bible's the Bible said in the last days that they would be marrying and giving in marriage. But yet we got people in high positions that's marrying and remarrying and making it look like that it's acceptable. God does not accept that. How do you think you you actually think? That God is okay with you leaving one woman, going to another woman, leaving a woman, going to... No. Because that's causing chaos, dysfunction, and God forbid you have children by this woman and you didn't remarry somebody else. You didn't left your family and went to marry somebody else and start another family with what kind of mess how do you think god is pleased with this but even if not part two he's with this but even if not even if you owned and you married and you then got another wife god is against this 
research it through the word of God, research it through the Holy Scriptures. God did not set this up like this. He set it up to be to death through your heart. And I'm convinced of that. And when I get married, it won't be me getting no divorce. It will not. Because I am fully persuaded in my mind that marriage is till death do you part. That's why I was not going to marry somebody that was unsaved. Because this man is not hearing from God. He's not hearing from God. So therefore, he cannot lead me and he cannot lead my children. So that's why I was not going to marry someone that was unsaved because I believe, I believe the word when it's marriage is to death, do you part? But whoever God has joined together, don't let no man put asunder. I believe the Bible is true. And so death, do you part? No remarrying. So no, they are pushing this up because a lot, like I said, it's happening, it's prevalent in the church world now. Does it make it right? When people begin to do stuff, you need to go to the Bible. And that's me. I don't care what man say out their mouth. I'm going to go and research for myself in the scripture and see if it be so. And it's not. And it's for so many reasons why God don't want us marrying. And then we marry. And then marry. And then we marry. And the spouse is still alive. Spouse still alive. You got two, three wives. No, it's dysfunction, it's chaos, it's a false representation because the Bible, the Bible said the marriage is styled like Christ and the church. So how is it's creating confusion and dysfunction when when people marry, given marriage, marry, remarry, especially in the church. You call yourself saved and having two to three wives. No. Marriage is the death do you part. See, it's this form of godliness that's happening. And a lot is so fleshly because it's about pleasing your flesh. Because if you was thinking about the other person, if you was thinking about your relationship to God and your relationship to, to this person, self-denial and sacrifice, you wouldn't be getting a divorce because you'll be like, I'm going to do all I can to, to make our marriage work. Because I love God and I love you. And no matter what it takes, we are purpose partners. We're going to make this work. We're going to fight for this because God says so. And because I love you. Okay, I'm going to go on. So this is a form of godliness. This marrying and remarrying. Saying gain is godliness. Saying gain is God. So, so people be like, if, if you have a mega church. You have all these members. You may have luxury cars, nice house. They think that you godly. They're like, oh, God didn't bless me. Look what God didn't bless me with this big mansion and this career where I make a hundred thousand or millions. Or, or look at my car, my Mercedes, my Rolls Royce, my Bentley, my Tesla, whatever. Oh, look, look, like, look what I got. That don't mean that person godly. Are you kidding me? The Bible say, why get in the world? You can gain the world and lose your soul. So you having all of this stuff don't mean you godly. Now, God will bless his people. But that don't mean you got because you got rap artists that's cussing and saying all kinds of stuff. But I think the, what, what you thanking God for? He didn't bless you with this award. He didn't bless you to get this stuff. This is the devil giving this stuff to you. So we got to come to, no, gain does not always mean godliness. But the Bible say godliness with contentment is great gain. 
So if I'm godly, I'm content in God. That's great game to me because, see, I'm seeking the kingdom and everything else going to be added to me. Yes. And it's going to be in his will because I'm not going to pray for anything that's outside of the will of God because, see, my desires have become God's desires. I want to please him in all that I do. So when I do get stuff, it will be to the glory of him and not for to take it to my head. I will still be able to help others. I will still be able to serve him. But you see these folks that have all this stuff, they're not serving God. They're serving self. They ain't living a life to please God. So no, gain don't always mean godliness. I don't care how big their church is. I don't care how much stuff the pastor have. Material, what? I don't care. That don't mean he's godly or she's godly. Godliness? Are they living a godly life? Are they living by the word of God? Okay, godliness with contentment is great gain. Because I'm, I'm in God's will. I'm walking in the statues. I have gained eternal life. And he's going to give me stuff down here. Like I said, all these things will be added unto me when I seek first the kingdom. So it's great game now and in eternity. We're going to go on. So, the it, y'all, it's just, it's just a shame. So, in Philippians, we're going to go on. In Philippians, Paul was saying that he wanted to be found not having his own righteousness. Because, like, he could have got puffed up and took what he learned we're gonna we're gonna read it philippians 3 and 4 though i might also have confidence in the flesh like he can have he could have been confident in his flesh if any man if any other man thinketh that he had wealth he might trust in the flesh i more i mean i could push myself up in the flesh circumcise the eighth day of the stock of israel of the tribe of benjamin and a hebrew of the hebrews as touching the law of pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless but what things which were gained to me but what things were gained to me like everything i learned those i counted lost for christ Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. See, you may have grew up in a Baptist church. You may have grew up in a Methodist church. You may have grew up in a Catholic church. You may have grew up in this and you was a devout person in this religion. But when you come to see like, wait a minute, some of this stuff ain't right. I still see myself living in sin. I can't overcome this in my life. This is not helping. I'm about to lose my mind and everything that I'm doing in this church, building for this church. It still is not bringing me peace. You got to let all that stuff go that you learn under those false religions and say, no, I want to gain Christ. I want to gain the true knowledge of God. So he counted all that stuff that he learned in the past. He counted it lost for Christ. Now, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do not count them but dumb. Like all that stuff he learned, he counted it dumb. That I may win Christ. I want to gain Christ. So all that other stuff that I learned, I'm swiping it out my head, my mind, because I want to gain Christ. I want to win Christ and be found to him, not 
having my own righteousness. Again, when you come to the church for several years, church building, you sometimes can be self-righteous, have your own righteousness, but it's not based on God, God's standard, God's word. His, 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 his word coming alive in you is only based on your good works. Good works is good in itself, but if it's not, if not motivated from God's love, if it's not motivated, coming from a motivation of God's spirit in you, then it's dumb because it ain't going to profit you nothing when you die. Or when Jesus come back, it's going to profit you nothing if you didn't gain Christ in your life. Okay, so he said that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. But his resurrection, oh wait, but that which is through the faith of Christ, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Like he, God imputed his, his righteousness on us. Nothing we did could save us. Nothing we did could save us. Nothing we did could cleanse us. Hallelujah. But it was him dying on the cross for our sins and rising up from the dead. Glory to God with all power in his hand. And so the righteousness, which is of God by faith, we believe in that. We believe. We believe that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Uh, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, it's a high calling. And so that's why you got this just churchy culture because they're like, bare minimum, we want to come to the church building, but we want to do whatever we want to do in the world. We want to live whatever life we want to live. We don't want to sacrifice for God. We don't want to do the things of God. We don't want to get talked about. We want to fit in. So now nah, we'll come to the church building, hear some good word, hear some good songs, dance and prayers up in the aisle. But when they get outside the church building, we don't want to make a difference. That's too much. No, we don't want to look different. We don't want to talk different. We want to fit in. We want to agree with the laws that's being passed. We want to fit in with, a, with everybody else that's just going to church and doing whatever they want to do. We just want to serve ourselves, have our good career, have a have a good a nice house, a, a, a nice husband, and, and we just want to live regular. We don't want to give our lives to God. We don't want to, you know, we really don't want to do what God created us to do. We just want to do us, what makes us happy. Okay. See, it's a high calling of Christ Jesus. When that high calling of Christ Jesus, you are self-denying. You are self-denying. You are taking on Christ's suffering. You're no longer just suffering for yourself. You're suffering for the cause of Christ. It's going to cause you to be pushed aside. It's going to cause you to be talked about. It's going to cause you to suffer things. So... Do we really want to reach to that high calling or we just want to be in a just churchy culture? Do we want to be found having God's righteousness or do we want to be found having our own righteousness? That's the just churchy culture, own righteousness. But Paul was saying here, no, I don't want to be felt because I'm telling y'all, if we found having our own righteousness, we will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. We're not going. We have to be found having God's righteousness. 
Y'all, the Bible says, for if any man be in Christ, this is how you can be found having God's righteousness. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. See, you're new. So you're, you don't supposed to be worldly no more. You're supposed to be changed. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That's Jesus. That we might be made the righteousness of God. Do you want to be made the righteousness of God in him? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 5, 17 and 21. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. When you get in Christ, you look forward to be made, be make, being made the righteousness of God in him. You won't be found having your own righteousness because you didn't get, you a new creature. You let go that old mindset. You let go that worldly mindset. You let it go. You let that old lifestyle go. You are now new. So no change. You're not a new creature and you're not in Christ. So we got to say, hey, I'm new. Old things are passed away. What I used to say, I don't say no more. What I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go no more. People used to testify this, but it's hardly ever said. Because people still doing what they did before they were saved. Where is the change? Transformation in Christ. Total transformation in Christ. And if you are not experiencing total transformation in Christ, you're not saved. That's just point blank, period. Because we are new creatures when we come to Christ. This is why we must be born again. We can't just go to the church building time after time after time. Or you just go when you want to and think you're just going to totally change like that. You're not. The Bible says we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. You want this new life? You got to be born again. Shaking a past hand is not going to save you. Saying a sinner's prayer is not going to save you. Sitting and warming up the pew, bitch. Bitch. B-E-N-C-H. Bench. Because <laughs> I don't want y'all to think I'm saying something else. The B-E-N-C-H. Every time you come and you're warming up the pews. But you ain't giving your life to Christ. You ain't surrendering your life. Do you actually think that God is pleased with you just coming up in the church building and not ready for change? He's not. It's not going to help you. You're not doing nobody a favor. You, I need Jesus. And in order for us to have an intimate relationship with him, in order for us to be truly saved, in order for us to go back with Jesus when he comes, we must be born again of the water and the spirit. Do not, I'm telling y'all, do not get comfortable behind these people that claim to be saved and they wasn't born again of the water and spirit. All they doing is good stuff. That's not going to save you. The Bible says you must be. It's like not an option. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Glory to God. Born again of the water by being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and born again of the spirit. By receiving the Holy Ghost. You know you have received the Holy Ghost for the first time when you begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. Now, 
if you doing all this speaking in tongues though and your life haven't changed perhaps you didn't get the holy ghost so we got to be bible talking bible believing bible transforming people because there's a lot of people up here speaking in some kind of tongue but the same speaking tongue they did in church that same tongue and curse somebody out the next hour or sent a nasty picture to somebody or curse somebody out in a text message, phone call, gossiping about somebody on the phone. Really? You said you use that same tongue to do that? So we got the uh-uh. But anyway, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. And so a lot of times when you see that you can't live a righteous life and you really want to, because you haven't been born again. You got to get this filthy nature changed. You cannot just come to church and think you okay. You're not. You're filthy. And see, until we realize, like I had to one day realize, you filthy. You filthy. Until I could realize, like, I am no good without Christ. I wasn't saved. But when I realize I am filthy, I don't care how much good I was doing or what I wasn't doing. That didn't make me saved. I had to see myself. I My righteousness is that filthy rags before God. I am no good. I need Jesus. Jesus is who makes me good. Jesus is ma who makes me righteous. And when I came to that realization, that's when I began to hunger and thirst after righteousness. See, you, you're not going to do anything until you're really hungry and thirsty to be saved. Until you see that yourself is lost. Until you see yourself is no good. There's no good in you. You, I need the Holy Ghost to transform our lives. We need God's spirit, God's pure spirit to come inside of us and regulate us. Woo, glory to God. And help us bring this old nasty flesh under subjection. There's nothing good. There's none good but one. And that's Christ. Until you see yourself as no good, you ain't going to want to be saved. You ain't. I don't care. I don't care what you're doing that you think is good. You're no good without the Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. We need Jesus. And so I'm going to go on. So we need him to transform us. We need him to make us new. So that's why we have to be born again of the water and the spirit. Because our sinful nature is disgusting. It's nasty. There's no good thing in it. So thank you, Lord. I thank the Lord for being born again of the water and the spirit. And so after we born again, now we can begin to walk in holiness. See, the Bible says, be holy. And so I'm trying to see, like, when people, what, what do what do we think when the Bible says be holy? God is holy, so that means if 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 I'm holy as He, then I have to be pure, pure in my thought process, pure in what I do. So and it say be holy in all manner of conversation, my conduct. So again, if your booty is clapping and twerking up in a club, please tell me how that's holy. Um, I I, I just I don't I don't see. How you would think such a thing. If you sexting. If you looking at pornography. Please tell me how this is holy. It's not. The Bible says be holy in all manner of conversation. Because we change. We new creatures in Christ. And then the Bible also says come out from among them. Be ye separate. Said the Lord touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. Getting drunk is unclean. Smoking marijuana is unclean. Nah, they put all kinds of stuff in this marijuana. Smoking cigarettes is unclean. So many unclean things. 
The Bible said come out. So if you call yourself holy, you got to make a distinction. You're supposed to be separate. You don't supposed to want to do these things no more. So if we see that we still are indulging in these things, we got to say, hey, I'm not saved. Lord, save me. All right. The carnal mind is enmity against God. And that's that fleshly mind. It's, it's, it's what you want to do. How you how you think. You're going to think wrong. Fleshly. When you get a job, you ain't even going to consider, hey, is this going to um, take me out the... Uh, is this going to take me away from what I'm supposed to be doing for God? Is this going to take me away from my family? Um, is this going to take... Is, is what Like, what effect is this going to have on my relationship with God and my relationship with my family? Am I walking out of my purpose in order to just gain money? Like, like that's... Like, you will be thinking these things, but if you are in your flesh, all you're going to see is ching ching. So... You, we don't want to move by the flesh. See, that's enmity against God. And so our whole life supposed to be about being, bringing glory to God and pleasing him. So when we look for a job or look for some, a spouse, a single woman, we pray into God and we like, hey, God, uh, yes, do you approve of him? And, and, and you watching what he do, his actions, what he say to make sure it's lined up with scripture. And you will have a peace about him with God when this is your mate you will have a peace with God but when you in your flesh you don't care if this man is saved or not and you say you don't care because you try to please your flesh you trying to feel a void that you should have let God feel see that's enmity against God because you're not seeing if this bringing glory to him you just trying to please flesh is enmity against god oh glory the bible also say love not the world neither the things that are in the world all that is in the world is the lust of flesh the lust of the eye lust of the eyes and the pride of life it's not the father but it's of the world you got that love the love of the world the love of the father the, if you have a love of the world the love of the father is not in you it also say a friend of the world is an enemy against god so you so friendly with the world, the worldly culture, but you think you're a friend of God? Absolutely not. I don't, y'all, I don't care. These people be posting memes, scriptures, saying stuff about, about God, but they don't have a relationship with God because it's evidence in the life that they live is not a consistent life of holiness. So anytime that we're not following a consistent life of holiness, we have a form of godliness and God is not pleased. We will not inherit the king. We're not going into the kingdom of heaven. So don't fool yourself. You got to get right. The friend, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. So, hey, and then whoever does sin is of the devil. If you practice, excuse me, whoever practice sin is of the devil. So you had these people that be like, hey, we all sin. We all sin. Listen, I'm not out here habitually sinning. Like I'm not deliberately going out sinning because if you practice sin, you a sinner. You're of the devil. Your father is the devil, not God. So don't fool yourself. Don't let people fool y'all. Hey, mm-mm. If a person is practicing sin, no matter what church position they have, their father is the devil. They're not saved. 
I don't care what position in the church they have. Don't get fooled by this. We have to practice righteousness. We have to live righteousness if we're going to be righteous. First of all, if we're going to say we're righteous. Because our righteousness is not of myself. It's from God. I did not make myself righteousness. Again, my righteousness is of God. Glory to God. And so I'm telling y'all, we have to be careful. Listen, make sure your righteousness is of God and not of self. Righteousness of God and not of self. And last thing I'm going to mention is about this saying that you don't have to go to church. You need to go to church. The Bible says don't forsake to assemble ourselves together. So yes, going to the church building is an asset to your spiritual life because you are hearing the testimony of saints. You are being encouraged. You are being supported in your walk with walk with Christ. And to me, if you are in this crazy world that's against God, why wouldn't you want to come to the church building with like-minded believers? It's encouraging. It's empowering to know that, hey, some of my fellow believers is going through some, some of the same kind of situations that I'm going through. How did they get through it? Like, hearing the testimonies, hearing the preach word of God, it's encouraging. And it's biblical for us to not forsake the symbol of ourselves. Because it said we're supposed to be exhorting one another, encouraging one another. So don't get it twisted. Going to the church building is important, but that's not the only thing you should be doing. What are you doing outside the church building? Because we can't just, if we want to say righteous, we have to keep doing righteous things. Praying, reading the word of God, standing around holy people, fasting, all of these things. So, y'all, I pray that we all be found having God's righteousness and not this just churchy kind of just uh, just church not being a part of this just church culture don't be found having your own righteousness because i don't care what he say i don't care what she say if your name ain't written in that book of life you're going to hell it don't matter what religion you came to be it don't matter what church you went to if you did not if you was not born again of the water and the spirit and you wasn't found walking in holiness before god you will not go to heaven with God. Don't fool yourself. Don't think you're going to serve the devil on earth and go back with God to heaven when you die. We can't fool ourselves. The Bible says, let him that be holy, be holy still. If you filthy, be filthy still. How you die is how you going to rise when Jesus come back. So don't fool yourself. Don't let people fool you. Don't let your good works fool you. You got all, bless our parent heart, but they shall see God. What was your motives behind what was you, what you was doing? Did you do it to please the pastor? Did you do it just to look good? Did you do it just so nobody could talk about you? Or did you do it because you love God? What, why? Did you do it because you love people? But I'm telling y'all, we can't be found having our own righteous, righteousness. We have to be found having God's righteousness. God is the only one that can make us righteous. So again, we must be born again of the water and the spirit. And we must continue to walk in the spirit. So we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we won't become this self-righteous person and think we're okay. And we're not okay. Woo, glory to God. Follow the word of God. Follow what the word of God is saying. 
Glory to God. And if y'all don't have a church home, I'm telling y'all, City of Refuge, glory to God, our pastor, he is preaching holiness. He is living holiness, or I would not be a member at the church. I promise you, I would. Because I mean heaven all the way. My soul got to be saved. And glory to God, I got to be under holiness leadership. And glory, I thank the Lord for it. Because I have to obey and submit to my pastor. And if I didn't think that he was living righteous, I wouldn't be under him. He have to present, he watched for my soul. I take that serious, and you should too. It, it, he is my past watch for my soul. And so I thank God that I can trust him with the wisdom that he gets from God to feed to me according to the scriptures, not his mind, but he sees God, he prays, he hears from God, and he comes from the holy word of God. Glory to God. So y'all be encouraged on today. And I'm telling y'all. Don't go along to get along. Don't get with this just churchy culture. But be felt having God's righteousness. Which is through faith. According to the word. Because remember faith without works is dead. If you have faith in God. You're going to have faith to be saved. You're going to have faith. To follow and obey the holy scriptures. You're going to have faith to endure to the end. Because only those that endure to the end shall be saved. We need Christ in our life. Ask God to come into your life. Ask God to reveal the holy word to you. Ask God to reveal himself to you. Because I promise you he will. Just like God is a spirit, you got a demonic spirit, and he don't want you to know God in a part of your sin. He wants you to talk about God. He wants you to talk around God. He wants you to give uh, advice. But he don't, he don't want you to be saved. Because you can say all these good things, and your soul still go to hell. Did you surrender your life to God? Total surrenderance. Are you living a righteous life according to God's standards? Not man's, God's standards. So I want to be, oh Lord, hallelujah. I want to be found having God's righteousness and not my own. Oh Lord, that should be all of our prayer on tonight. And so anyway, again, if y'all need a church home, hit me up. We are located in Batesville, Mississippi. Again, City of Refuge Church under the leadership of Bishop Calvin C. Wally Sr. Glory to God. And so questions, questions, comments, hit me up on Messenger or whatever uh, site that you're hearing or seeing me on. Well, I believe I have said, yes, all I have came to say. Y'all have a blessed, blessed night and let the word, woo. Let the word, let the word take root. Let the word take root and receive salvation. Glory to God. And again, continue to please God. And everything you do, ask, is this bringing glory to God? Because that's what we were made for. We was created to glorify God. We was created to serve him. We was created to worship him. And all that we do, let it bring glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, y'all have a blessed, blessed night. Peace out.